everybody, and welcome back to Don't Quit Your Day Job. This is a special edition of the Don't Quit Your Day Job podcast. This is an in defense of podcast where I give uh, an opportunity to someone who thinks they know something about music and why other people should listen to certain crappy genres or songs. <laughs> so, so having said that, uh, my friend Richard Dean Gert III, Rick, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Uh, there's no video, so I don't know why you're doing all of that. You know it's just an audio podcast. It helps my vocal genuflecting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, an, an again, an in defense of uh, episode of the podcast. And you and I have talked about this a lot. You've been on the show, um, and we talked about it a bit on the show, and that is ska. And why is ska? Let, let's start with this. Why ska? Why? As in, you know, why not? You know, why, why not listen to it? It's happy. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's lots of talent. Lately, it's been borrowing from uh, some of uh, our favorite music genres and just slapping some cool horn parts on it. So why not listen to it? My main criticism has always been it all kind of sounds samey, right? But, mm -hmm. but the pushback I've gotten to that is, well, if you only listen to ska punk, then yeah, it all kind of sounds the same. But yeah. again, what people attempt to point out to me, but I am so bullheaded that I absolutely will not listen to them, um, is that there's a lot, there's a lot more stuff happening. So are you subscribing to that? Is that your angle? Uh, absolutely. I think a lot of ska fans will lean into the, uh, I want to say late nineties era of ska, because that's when most of us were around and listening to that stuff. And we were very impressionable at that age as kids. So that stuff kind of stuck with us. Uh, and I'm speaking for a lot of my friends that are into the same kind of music that I'm into. But when Ska recently seen a bit of a resurgence in the last couple of years, there's a lot of new bands coming out that are doing something completely different with it, which I think is still in the spirit of the genre, but uh, pushing the envelope and making things less the same and more unique. Is genre purity important to you as a, as a listener? No. In fact, uh uh, I'll listen to something of a genre. If a band keeps putting out something in that genre, I get bored of that band pretty quick. I want to hear something different. What about what about the fans that want to hear ACDC put out the same record twenty times? You know, there there definitely yeah. is some yeah. of that. And if you yeah. if you get into especially some of the metal circles, I think there yeah. can be this this desire to stay within the bounds of something that you know and recognize. Yeah, no, I agree with that. There's a time and place for that. And then it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> Wait, so Some people like boredom. <laughs> so so you're, not, you're not an ACDC fan? Is that what you're saying? I am not an ACDC fan for a number of reasons. <laughs> okay we're gonna number one of which it's boring we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about this a little bit more i mean i'm not the biggest acdc fan in the world but but i like i mean there's a lot of acdc songs that are cool especially if you just focus on the rhythm guitar playing they're pretty badass 
Okay. Yeah. But we're not here to defend ACDC. We're here to defend some band and song that you've chosen. Well, we're not here to defend it. You're here to defend it. I'm yeah. here to say <laughs> yeah. how wrong you are, Rick. Okay. All right. You can try. So, <laughs> so what are we going to listen to? So I had a hard time picking uh, a ska song because they're all so wonderful. It's 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 like picking the worst <laughs> one is almost impossible. And uh, I, I had a few parameters. The first parameter was uh, I wanted to pick a short one to lessen the amount of pain and suffering I was putting you through. Right. This uh, song clocks in about a hundred uh, minute and twenty seconds. I appreciate that. Um, I also like the name. It's called Our Friend Chuck. Although the song has nothing to do with Our Friend Chuck, it was a nice little throwback to Our Friend Chuck. Okay. And uh, third of which, this uh, song is by Hans Gruber and the Diehards. And we're actually playing a show with them at Westside Bowl in a couple weeks. So I thought it would be a good way to uh, kind of scratch a bunch of bats. Okay. Well, then let's put the PSA out there. So what is the show? When is it? The show is at Westside Bowl on Wednesday, September 6th. And it is us and Hans Gruber and the Diehards. Us being, of course, the sneaky heat missiles. And uh, Hans Gruber is from the Texas area. I've seen them play live a couple times. Those guys are insane. I would describe them as the Mr. Bungle of Ska. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I've i listened to my fair share of Mr. Bungle, so that is intriguing, and I'm going to call bullshit even before we, <laughs> we hear it. So this is my friend Chuck from Hans Gruber and the Diehards as chosen uh, by Richard Dean Gert III. Here we go. My friend Chuck, apparently nothing to do with our good friend Chuck Very uh, from Inco Fido by Hans Gruber. Hans, Hans Gruber or Hans Gruber? I'm pretty sure it's Hans. You okay. got to get that long A okay. in there. Oh, Hans. Hans Gruber and the Diehards from, from Austin, Texas. I, the first thing I'll say in response to the song, you're trying to get me, you've, you've tried to get me to like ska or listen to ska. This is not a ska song by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It, it, they are a ska band. And this is why, I, so uh, a quick aside, when I made the uh, reference to Mr. Bungle, when Mr. Bungle came out with their new album, I was expecting, I was hoping for something along the lines of uh, Calif. 
California. Yeah. That's my favorite album by Mr. Bungle. And um, when it came out, sounded like uh, some thrashed ass metal with uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. I was disappointed and actually made a comment to my buddy Ryan. I'm like, this doesn't sound anything like Mr. Bungle. And Ryan says, Mr. Bungle could sound like whatever the fuck they want to sound like. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what Hans Gruber and the diehards do it. But okay, so the are you suggesting with with all of the prowess of the deep mind of Rick Gert right now <laughs> that what we just listened to, my friend Chuck, our friend Chuck, is a ska song. Because just because it has horns in it, it is not a ska song. There is no there's no typical ska up upstroke guitar melody that is i mean it's basically a thrash song and then it has weird prog timing in it and then there's like a doom part and then Mm -hmm. some guy is shredding arpeggios over it at the end and yes there are horns in it briefly but (laughs) (laughs) but when i think of ska i do not think of this (laughs) so uh it it maintains several very key elements in the spirit of ska it's it's the song lyrics are uh basically poking fun at a uh toxic masculinity uh boomer type you know these mm-hmm. these are all phrases he might be saying to uh someone younger trying to uh make their way in the world and, it, and it's painting a, a poor picture of uh you know some of our elders and and the thoughts and ideologies that they're trying to push out Current ska, past ska, like even stuff like in the late 90s has, has always questioned authority, much like, you know, regular punk music. Right. And uh, cast an accusing finger at um, those in charge. And this song does that really well. Um, number two, ska has always, you know, modern ska has always borrowed from different elements. This one's borrowing heavily from thrash. And uh, the horn lines in it aren't super complicated, but uh, they're snappy and they're fun which snappy and fun is a hundred percent Scott. And, um, yeah, yeah. Like you can't deny that that noodly, weedly thrashing, you know, arpeggiating stuff was pretty damn cool. Right. Yeah. It's a, so honestly, this is a good song, but I like this song because I don't think of it as a ska song. Right. So, so, that, so that's, that's my approach here. This doesn't sound like what I think of ska sounding like. Yeah. So, so you, so you're basically saying it's fine because uh, you're pulling the ska badge off of it. <laughs> well, if that's what you have to do to like a ska song. We could just not call it ska anymore. Well, well, there's so there's one analog I want to draw to your band, the Sneaky Heat Missiles, in that your songs, some of your songs, don't also don't sound like ska songs. But mm-hmm. would you, if you're describing all of your songs, would you say they all fit? sort of the template of ska, all of them, just like you kind of pointed out this song in particular, having elements of ska. Templates are for day jobs. Uh, <laughs> I, I try not to follow templates. Uh, typically I'll find elements of, of songs that I really like and try to emulate them in a different way. And I'll put my own spin on it. Um, I try to put the upstroke stuff in most of our music to give it that uh, kind of dancey poppy feel uh-huh. to it but I don't lean very heavily on it. Sometimes I throw it in there just, just for a callback to it. And, and I don't do it for very long. Um, and you know, to that point, I imagine like if Scott keeps going in this direction, whether or not you want to call it away there, it could be, 
it could be diluted so much in in the purity of that genre that you know you don't really know what it is anymore like like the aquabats they started off as a ska band and now they're a rock and roll band with horns mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that's okay you know as as long as we're getting a little bit of that sweet sweet ska goodness to listen to can can a ska band play with any band as long as the other bands also have horns. So again, go getting back to this genre purity thing. If you're putting together a bill, that's a ska bill. And we'll do a shout out to Derek Reed and his Pittsburgh ska fest right now, which you guys are playing. Um, and it's always a good time, whether or not, you know, I, I shit on ska all the time, but it's the, the show, the show is always good. And Derek does a great job. So shout out there. That's this Saturday, uh, right after you listen to this, uh, Rick and his, his band are playing, but back to the genre purity thing, does it have to be all of these bands with horns to be a ska show? So there is a subgenre of uh, ska called ska core that doesn't have any horns in it. Dissidente from Pittsburgh is a fantastic example of that. Uh, you could throw horns on it if you wanted to. Those guys don't need it. Uh, they, they have a lot of the upstrokes uh, in it, and it's very fast, very furious punk rock music. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other Scott core bands will probably come to me when we're not talking, but right. uh, no, you don't have to have horns. But one of my favorite things to do is if I hear horns in a song, I'll call it Scott just to piss them off. <laughs> yes. Which will work with, uh, with my band doping the void. We always yeah. <laughs> vehemently say we are not a ska band, even though we, we very clearly have a, have a horn player. That needs to go on your t-shirts. <laughs> Well, thanks to to Richard Dean Gert III for trying to defend a ska band, which, as far as I can tell, is not a ska band at all. Um, Therefore, (laughs) I will conclude that this is a cool song, Our Friend Chuck, by Hans Gruber and the Diehards, who apparently you can check out at Westside Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Rick, thanks for coming on uh, and trying to defend your terrible taste in music. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're, You're welcome. My pleasure. 